0: Hello and welcome back to the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I am one fourth of your host Ruben. Joining me as always is Keenan. What up? Isaac. Hello, hello. And Marcos hi this week we're going to be reviewing the newest album by kendrick lamar mr morale and the big steppers uh this was my pick before i get into the reasons why i picked it we're going to go ahead and give you our music recommendation of the week as well as our beer recommendation of the week before i throw it to anybody let me just ask this who's picking uh no pressure for the weekly recommendation because i know it's going to be somebody oh that'd be me yeah knew it (laughs) go ahead and explain it keenan
1: Bro, this shit just came out on June 1st, and it's been on repeat ever since. Very fast, very uh, Blink-182-esque. Mm. I mean, you can even see it in like the album cover. I mean, this band is like basically like a cover band of Blink-182. Uh, <laughs> so it's fronted by the lead singer of the story so far, Parker Cannon. So <laughs> if you're fans of uh, early story so far, especially like their fast, more upbeat pop punk phase, then, I mean, this is right up your alley, or even like, you know, blink 182 green day style definitely check it out um it's the self-titled just called no pressure out everywhere hit it up
0: cool nice marcos what do you have
2: uh, i was telling you this uh earlier um i'm back on my fucking nostalgia track um i'm bringing up uh discovery by daft Punk. that actually is a fucking masterpiece and if you don't have that album or daft book as the top Ten best musicians of all fucking time. Your music taste is irrelevant to me. <laughs> Dude, damn, damn. Top da- ten all time.
3: Da- Punk da- 100%. Daft Punk is a hundred percent. Daft Punk. Hundred percent. I can
2: agree with that. Hundred percent. Mm. They've been doing shit since like the seventies,
1: eighties, bro. The nineties. <laughs> no, it's like a swear to God, it's eighties. I of to God, it's eighties. They started off the eighties. Like at least Jamie, 80s. pull this shit up. <laughs> Where's our young Jamie? <laughs> got at Computer People, be be be. Dude, analyzing the mainframe.
4: Analyzing yeah, <laughs> The codename ki- Or no uh, The spy kids Like glasses Oh yeah enhance, enhance like Yeah <laughs> Acted from 93 But they started Their career off
2: In the 80s
1: So in 87 Fun fact I think it's either The I think it's a guitarist From the band Phoenix um, They're actually related To the members Of Daft Punk And growing up They played The in people from Phoenix Called yeah, so the the guitarist from Phoenix really it's either the guitarist or the bassist. I don't remember um, Yeah, it says right here um, boom, they started yeah. a band called darlin and they were like, uh, I don't like, know, oh like my darling like garage rock like punkish sounding and then um, they just kind of like broke off into their own thing So the other two went and started daft punk and the other one went and started Phoenix.
2: That's insane. Yeah, so that's so sick from 87 till What last year? So yeah,
4: Isaac, what's your pick? <laughs> Okay, so not to get too ahead of ourselves because I know we're going to be talking about this man a lot, but there's a little artist named Sam Dew on this Mr. Morale album that fucking kills it. I liked him on this album so much that I went and checked him his solo stuff out. He has a song called N-T-W-F-L, Now That We Found Love. He samples that song and yeah, that shit is fucking hard. Uh, very chill Just you know, relaxing music If you've listened to him on this Kendrick album You'll, you'll know exactly what to expect uh, Yeah, very soulful Very uh, heavy bass Love
0: that shit Give it a listen Back when Wale released the album The Gifted Sam Du featured on Wale's love-hate thing Off of The Gifted And that I guess it didn't really propel his career Because he was already kind of steady at that point And I mean, it's not like his career really took off but that really put him more in like a mainstream that, spotlight.
2: That's not the that's not the album that's like that like is Seinfeld themed, right? No, is that's it,
0: the album about nothing.
4: The album about nothing. Yeah, that's the Gifted awesome. it came that's out. Hard. Yeah, it's that's dope.
0: Hard. He he has that album, and then he has another mixtape, the mixtape about nothing.
4: It's all about Seinfeld.
2: It, it, has a, it, it, it has a lot of references about Seinfeld. Yeah, like the like the beginning of tracks have like you know. Ooh, like that type of no, shirt. they have like dialogue from Seinfeld and stuff oh. like
0: that. Yeah, they have dialogue samples. And Jerry Seinfeld is on the album about nothing. They got a Jerry
3: feature? <laughs> it's a low multiple. Key. Oh a, my god. It's a
2: low key, low key, extremely underrated album from Wally. Like that uh, there's a lot like a, a lot of tracks that I go that have in my playlist and I go back to a lot off the album. Album is really good.
0: Mm-hmm. My recommendation of the week is gonna be from the homie Wyatt keenan i know you know why from skateboarding oh boy. he's also a great friend friend of the podcast he has a band local band by the name of Tail Light serenade and they just dropped their first single crop circles um they're dope they're they're like an indie rock uh to me very reminiscent of like a silver sun pickups oh let's um, go yeah Love they're sir, they're sir, great sir. great local talent they're new they're going to be dropping an ep soon um as soon as they get a release date, I'll have that posted, you know. They're a band that definitely deserves praise and flowers and attention. So Crop Circles, you can find it on everything. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, check them out. It's definitely worth your, wait. Worth Yo, your while.
1: Yep, shout out Wyatt. Shout out Wyatt. He's
0: shout a out Wyatt. Shout out Wyatt. He's a great dude. All right. All right. The beer recommendation of the week is going to be brought to us by the very friendly and very great people at Bow and Arrow Brewing. This one is going to be their desert Desert Rambler beer. It's a German-style Hefeweizen wheat ale. Very light, very smooth, only 5.2%. Real easy to drink. Um, ha, 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 like it has a very interesting aftertaste of like grapefruit or something. It, it, it has a really unique taste to it. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's just a great standard Hefeweizen. It's definitely worth checking out. Not only this beer, but please check out Bow and Arrow, you know most definite yeah they're a great brewery they have great space very friendly they've been nothing but kind every time we've went so bow and arrow but specifically the desert rambler cheers Cheers, boys all right mr morale mr morale and the big steppers so it has been 1855 days (laughs) since kendrick's last album which was damn um The reason why I picked this is, one, because it's Kendrick, you know, one of the biggest artists on the planet, you know, probably already one of the best hip-hop artists ever. But going back through his discography, he seems to have touched everything that a hip-hop artist can. He's covered just about every sound. He's covered just about every topic. Um, You know, everything from real hard trap beats to real smooth, soulful, jazzy beats. Um... Everything from the gang life to issues that the black community faces. Um, Everything from like, you know, personal addictions. He's really done it all as an artist. Um, So another big reason why I picked this was because I was very interested to see in what direction he was going to go in. Like I said, he seems to have already touched everything as a hip hop artist. It almost seemed like there was really nothing else for him to do. You know, it seemed like to me, at least he's already kind of conquered hip hop, you know, So, I mean, before the album dropped, we got the heart part five, but that was really our only indication of what the sound was going to be. You know, we're, everybody was essentially going into this album, you know, completely blind, you know, there's no singles or anything like that. Um, so with all that being said, I want to ask you guys, did you guys have any expectations as far as themes or sound going into this album?
2: Yeah, I was going to expect it to fucking, uh, have some, um, Wack-ass fucking production beats wise why um, I forgot what album was it? I think it was to pimp a butterfly. I did not like the, pr- the production off the album damn was okay, but Um, I like those trap the trap uh, beats a lot more like off good kid him city So I was expecting a really big political message mm-hmm.
0: and You know, uh, just you know, so you're expecting something similar. You're you're expecting like to pimp a butterfly part two essentially
1: um production wise yeah and i too was also expecting a lot of like political content which um i do think we get in this uh in this album but um overall i don't really listen to this man a lot so the only album i could say i listened from beginning to end was damn and so i was expecting like those those heavy beats the you know the lyrical content which again i still think we got but other than that reference that's all i really have to go off of and um overall i think he kind of delivered what i was expecting
4: so pretty much with me this is my first kendrick project Crazy. never listened to this man ever i've heard not even singles i've listened oh. to um uh, what's the one yeah 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 uh, oh man I'm dumb yeah mad yeah city, right? mad city mad, mad city. city yeah i've heard mad city and my dick is, Big as the Eiffel Tower, whatever. Oh, so I can fuck the um, for 22 hours or whatever he says. <laughs> ba- uh, backseat freestyle. Yeah, backseat freestyle. Those are the, the only two songs that I've ever listened from Kendrick. And so <laughs> listening to this or, you know, my expectations, quote unquote, I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. I was just excited to hear something that was supposed to blow me away because I've heard nothing but great things from this man so i was expecting great things from this man but that was pretty much it i i, I wasn't really i didn't know what it was going to sound like i didn't know what he was going to talk about I, I didn't even know what he i mean i figured he wasn't gonna rap how he rapped in fucking you know you know fucking eight nine years ago ten years ago you know so i don't know i i was i didn't really have any expectations other than that it was gonna be good and gonna be you know some top shelf shit mm-hmm. and I mean, spoiler alert, I think he kind of delivered on that, you know, for yeah. the most part, I would say.
2: Yeah, I have to say that this album is amazing because his crowd will come kill you. His fan base will come kill you. <laughs> All of us. Well, you know what's surprising All is... Of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: us three first and then everybody else <laughs> after. They'll come but after us, bro. They're... You know what's crazy is I've actually been seeing, like, a lot of mixed or negative reviews about this. Yeah, Pitchfork
2: gave it, like, a seven and a half.
0: Yeah, Pitchfork gave it a seven and then just the standard fans like us, you know, there's yeah. been a lot of... A lot of the reception was pretty lukewarm. I was
4: actually really surprised by that. You know, consider- so, Okay, so since you have listened to Kendrick a lot in the past and you are more familiar with his work, um, would you say that the fans are kind of off basis? Do you think it's a fair criticism? I mean, obviously a, an opinions an opinion, but do you feel like those opinions are way off basis, pretty close to home, somewhere in the middle? What do you think? As someone who has listened to a lot of his stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I think it's kind of hard to say because at the end of the day, all music is opinionated. Of course. You know, so, so in your opinion, right. So in my opinion, I would say it's kind of complicated because Kendrick has a wide range of fans. You know, you have a lot of fans that are really dedicated to his, you know, political messages and, that are a lot more dedicated to the more thorough and complex ideas that he brings in his songs. But then you also have the other side, you know, the fans that like the trap bangers, the fans that like the hype shit. So I I think it's just a case of what kind of Kendrick fan you are. You know, if you're, if you're a fan of Kendrick in the sense that you like really hyped up, you know, club trap bangers, then this might not have delivered, which I think, let, let me break that down. I think even on this album, there's at least two or three songs that those fans can appreciate 100% because he he does a good job at kind of throwing in different sounds within this album n 95 n 95 rich spirit, you know, um, even purple hearts, I I would, I would say. Um, but I I think, I think if you're more of a fan of the hype uh, of the, of the Kung Fu Kenny, you know, then, then yeah, I can see why you wouldn't appreciate this album as much as somebody who appreciates the lyrical and the conscious side of Kendrick, you know? So, um, I, I guess all that to say, no, I guess they're not completely off base. I I, I suppose I could see why people would think that. Fair. Um, let's so, get into it. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, track one, baby. Track one, united in grief. Uh, I was like, I was like Keenan. You know, I as I said before, I feel like he's kind of done everything. So I went into it very open minded, like Keenan said, and he does not hold back. You know, right away in united in grief, you know, you you have topics and issues that deal with um self-worth you know that deal with materialism that even deal with misogyny which you know misogyny is touched on a lot in this album um the topics are very very heavy-handed um were you guys at all surprised by by not. how personal this was because i low-key was i didn't think we were gonna get so, the, so introspective when you with talk it.
2: about personal the only the the thing that surprised me was and not to go on a different track or anything like that is that there's some points in the album that he opens up about his relationship like his love life That surprised me because I don't think of any other album that he went in depth about his own personal love life Like how he did in this album. That's what
0: surprised me 100% and uh, Kendrick is already a very private person, Extremely you know, private. We, we've we never known his wife's name We didn't even know he had two kids and this shit is no just way. thrown. Yeah, it's thrown right at you off the album cover, you know, wow. so it, It's wild Um. I want to talk about that it's very interesting that his vice isn't a typical superstar vice which would be like drugs or you know um well i guess money i it, it's not a big v- no because that's not
2: no you're right you're right because that's not what he is and that's he, he even touches that on a lot of these songs like on this one like he did all that he wasted all this money and stuff and yet like at the at the end of it like what's there to show like you know take all that shit away. Mm -hmm. You're you're ugly. That's what he says.
0: Right. Right. I want to touch on what you said with, uh, with his wife. Yeah. With Whitney. It's interesting how fucking, um, how prolific of a cheater he is, you know, it's nuts. It's crazy that he admits that his vice is, you know, sleeping with other women and cheating on his wife. You know, that's his insecurities are projected in him using other women.
1: Damn, that's in every song though. <laughs> yeah, especially especially down down Especially every song. that. Especially that yeah,
2: Especially like later on in the album too with uh with all the white bitches that you fucks.
4: Oh that's a good one. That's yeah. Yeah and the and the amount of shame he his, feels and how much how his just,
2: ancestors would fucking like uh uh be so ashamed. Yeah. Oh,
0: I I took it as his ancestors were like fuck yeah, like we're reclaiming it. You know, that's that's yeah. is that what he says? He he's saying I fucked a white bitch, and that's basically us reclaiming our status. You know what I mean?
4: But doesn't he say that like they would be ashamed of me? Like, yeah, he, he literally says he say that. that. He or does.
0: Because he says ancestors watching me fuck was like retaliation. So to me, that sounds like his ancestors are looking on and almost supporting it, as you in. The, I mean, the bar that references his ancestors is Ancestors Watching Me Fuck was like retaliation. What song is that? After that? Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the bar. And then it goes into the chorus after that.
4: Okay, then read the bar before
0: it. Okay, so he says, next time I fucked a white bitch was out in Copenhagen, Good Kid Match City Tour. I flourished on them stages. When he asked, did I have a problem? I said, I, said I might be racist. Ancestors Watching Me Fuck was like retaliation. So like, so, nothing yeah. about that really. Nothing about that to me sounds like ancestors would be disappointed in that. It has to be okay. another song, man. Yeah. If anything, it sounds like they want. Won- <laughs> they are. <laughs> they they, they they approved it. it. Yeah. yeah. they were cheered for, yeah. for it. Yeah. It was essentially like their way of getting back at the white man. You know, we're right. taking their women.
4: So. Right. The thing that I liked most about this track, though, is that it was like an a a whole perfect encapsulation of the whole first album in one song. It was like a TLDR for the first half of the album. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like right. it, it just goes over all of the all of the themes from dealing with you know your wrongdoing, survivor's guilt, cheating, you know a relationship while you're famous, and you know all these things that were super super all of those topics that get super super you know lots of attention and where he delves like way way more deeply into. It's just a little sprinkle in like all the bars on this one, and so th- this uh, this song is so good at introducing all of those. So talking about the first I song, wants. right? Yeah. Okay. No, know.
0: we're talking about Worldwide Steppers. Oh, I, I was talking United in Grief. Oh, you went back to United in Grief.
4: Oh, fuck. Always oh, <laughs> Worldwide Steppers is, is the, the ancestor bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh my bad.
0: But no, you're right. United in Grief, he he does a good job at. You know, basically giving you a, like you said, a big-ass DLDR of what the
4: album is going to bring you. Yeah, the first half, anyway. Which, by the way, is the first fucking voice you hear on the album, his wife? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, And she's telling him, like, bro, reclaim that shit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, tell them, tell them, bro. Speak your piece. Speak your your mind. Release that pent-up energy that you've been going through. Get some help. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. And she's literally begging for this fool to go to therapy. This mm-hmm. whole thing is like his version of coping with all of his problems in the first half, and then the second half is him dealing with those emotions and actually dealing with them in a healthy way. In the second half, after he's already been to therapy and after he's actually see- seeked official help, and I just loved, I just loved that you didn't even know about this shit until this album where it was the first fucking voice you hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah Kendrick is a very talented man fucking no no shit but like I wasn't expecting that I was not expecting him to connect the dots in the way that he did you know what I mean like mm-hmm. e- everything just was a beautiful painting you know what I mean like right. every, every every song every lyric was a brushstroke in a overall picture that is fucking i um, like really good he presents all of these real world topics in such a way that you're like even even if you haven't experienced you're like oh I know exactly you know what he's talking about and he, he just makes his emotions very clear cut which is very hard to do I feel like it's hard for people to one make their make their emotions easy to un- easy to understand it takes a high level of emotional maturity to do that and two to make it in music form for people to listen to and digest themselves this fool said i grieve different yeah he grieves different he puts his feelings on the music on on you know wax and then lets other people listen to it because that's how he gets out his shit you know right he deals with his problems with his music he grieves different bro right oh very good right
0: I, I know I I was saying earlier that the reviews are kind of mixed, but the people who love this album are, you know, essentially thanking Kendrick for making this, you know, it, it, to a lot of people, this was a very cathartic album. And I mean, even to me in some ways, it was very cathartic, you know, it, it was very, it was very, um, it, it was very interesting to hear some of these issues pulled out, you know, and, uh, it almost makes you feel seen in a way, you know, like, right. Uh, let's, let's jump ahead. Father time, you know, oh it, my God, it, issues of, toxic masculinity but coming
4: from your father you know in the the most realistic way possible that's where toxic toxic masculinity is harbored you know what i mean and the fact that this fool is able to make a whole song about it and be like damn fuck toxic masculinity but i hate that i relate to this shit because that shit's real as fuck and i wish i didn't you know deal with the generational fucking trauma that that comes with like that's crazy Mm -hmm. it really is
1: I mean, this song is just, like, super relatable for... I feel like that is, like, our generation. 100%. I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, toughen it was. Up. like Toughen up. You fall down, yeah. get up.
0: Don't cry. Yeah. Don't show emotion, you know? It's- I mean,
1: right off the bat, like, that man knew a lot, but not enough to keep me past them streets.
3: Fuck, and Just, like, dude. to
1: show, like... I mean, I guess if it wasn't for that, I mean, probably wouldn't have Kendrick who we have now. It's <laughs> so it's like true, true. But it just it sucks because like this song is very relatable, mm-hmm. and you know, fuck toxic masculinity. But for real. it it just sucks because even like we still live with that that moral, I guess. Because I mean, I still kind of live by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, like I don't push it onto people, but like within myself, that's how I am. It's like all right, fall, get back up. You have no one to like. It's Blade. like it's just all you, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so like it just sucks because it's just been built into us and just like drilled into us mm-hmm. that like I still live by it today, <laughs> yeah. right? Which is what he does too. Like he says, and it just sucks because he he just the only way he could let it out is just like to wrap it out, mm. and so fuck this song, <laughs> <laughs> fuck
3: but,
4: this song because it's too real, because it's too real, you it's hear too it, too like,
0: real. Like, you're
2: like, you gotta you I gotta am. give you gotta give uh, Sampa his fucking credit too. He fucking killed it. Oh, Sampa. he had a great hook. He had yeah. a fucking amazing hook. Yeah, he, he had a
0: great hook. I, I I like his little play on words with uh bottled up no chaser neat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. dude, it, it's such it's it's not really that deep, but it's nice. It's clean. Yeah, it's
4: cool, it's cool. Also or go ahead. No, you're good you're good, go ahead. I just wanna s- shout out this one lyric that I fucking loved. His mama died. I asked him why he's going to back To work so soon, his first reply was, son, that's life. The bills ain't got no silver spoon. That's what I have
2: right here, too. I fucking love that lyric, and it's so relatable to me because I've literally had family members die, and I was just like fucking
1: uh raise to just like, it you know, happens, go to back just to Just
4: suck it up. and, and You got bills mm-hmm. to pay. Yep. Well, yeah. shit,
1: if we quote it, then what about the, <laughs> <laughs> mama said, that boy is exhausted. He said, go fuck yourself. If he give up now, that's going to cost his life a bitch. You could be a bitch or step out the margin. I got up quick. <laughs> God, oh, Jesus, <laughs> dude, fuck.
0: It's crazy. Yes, it's it's yeah. nuts. And then I love that he he's giving these really extreme examples of the toxic masculinity and these extreme examples of like bottling up your true emotions right just to end the song with grown men out here with daddy issues, let's give the women a break. Let's work on ourselves. It Ooh. ends on such a positive note. You know, it's it, oh, he, he makes he makes a lot of character development within the album, but to, to have that character development just within the song is gorgeous.
4: Right. It's
2: right. Gorgeous uh, that's I'll, a to one. add on to a verse, one verse that I thought was funny was when he brought up Connie and Drake. When Connie got back to Drake <laughs> I was slightly oh. confused. I guess I'm not as mature as I think I got some healing to do. Yeah. You know
1: what, no. like, what, what is that? Yeah. What what's that all about? So when Drake and
2: Connie like squash their beef, like they're both mature enough to like squash it. Like, you know, it was hurting other people. And <clears throat> Kendrick, I don't know, like just using that as an example, like, you know, why the fuck are these motherfuckers squashing their beef? Yeah. But you got to understand that that beef can't go on forever. And of, someone's going to get killed like uh, Gucci and Jeezy, you know, got to squash it sometime and he's not as mature as he thought. I think what you said
4: about the it affecting other people is also very, very poignant. Well, too. yeah,
2: because Drake and Kanye,
0: like, imagine those two collabing, like, it's fucking awesome. And so their fans, like, the fans were split. Yeah, so, I mean, the fans is one aspect. Family is another aspect, you know? Like you said, with Jeezy and Gucci, fucking Gucci smoked one of Jeezy's homeboys. Yeah. Like, people can die out of uh. shit like that, you know? So um yeah, you you have to really be mature, especially within the within the genre of hip hop, where it's real machista. You know what I mean? It's real like, no, Ooh, fuck that. You know, big time. I gotta put on this fucking. Yeah. I gotta put on this persona. I gotta be hard. You know. So yeah, like I mean, like Kendrick says. You know, you gotta you gotta learn to grow up and be like, this beef is not worth it. It's not worth putting on the show. Right. Which I think ties in again to another big theme on this album, which is you know masking your true identity in materialism and and masking oh, big and time. you know big time shout out n95 n95 it's another yeah. one take that shit off oh, you yeah. ugly as fuck without it you Ooh. know <laughs> yeah. mass fishing. yeah you're, you're defining your whole persona oh, dude, around I, I love that he, materialistic he re- i love
2: that he yeah exactly i was about to go into that i love that he refers to a, or he has a lot of an analogies and examples that of like Designer clothes, bags, and chains and stuff like that. Regarding that, take that shit off. You're ugly as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like so these days, bro. Like there's people that will flex all their designer shit and oh, think yeah. they're the hardest fucking shit. But take that shit all off. What do you have? You Nothing. ain't shit without it. Nothing. Your drawings, You're all the same, boy. Your fucking Louis V <laughs> belt. Your fucking Gucci flip flops. Gucci flip flops. Fuck it, your socks. fucking uh, <laughs> your uh, Burberry shirt. Like take that shit off, bro. <laughs> Come on. But, yeah. He also refers is. to uh, uh, COVID as the N95 mask, a mask during COVID that people used. Yeah. Take that shit off. You're ugly
0: as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's a really cool way of using a current issue as like a, a metaphor. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's not the only time COVID is brought up on this album. It's brought up in Mr. Morale, correct? Where, it's brought up a lot in a lot of songs. But yeah, I think the most prominent one is on Mr. Morale, right? Where Um, he's, he's saying that the Christians, the Christians had to mark the vaccine as the mark of the beast. Uh, but then they were begging for it when they had COVID and then I got COVID and I'm questioning Kyrie. And that's a reference to Kyrie Irving, who's a fucking wacko. And he's a flat earther. He's a flat earther. He's anti anti vaccine. He's wild. But, um, he he had a big old fiasco in the NBA. Like he couldn't play for damn near the whole season because he wouldn't. Yeah. He, he sat out almost the whole season because he wouldn't get a COVID shot. Damn, that's And, crazy. and like, I mean, that, that's a whole other can of worms. But, right, right. you know, uh, for, for Kendrick to, you know, uh, reference that was really interesting. I, I thought that was a really good choice.
2: Yeah, I like yeah. how he cites uh, R. Kelly and Oprah Winfrey for, uh, <laughs> for
0: uh, examples of, like, abuse and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, that's yeah. another topic. Yeah. Another huge topic of this is generational trauma through abuse. You know, and and through through mainly sexual abuse too. It's it's fucking crazy. It gets super deep. Um, I love that he has that lyric on Mister Morale of, if Robert Kelly had not been touched, would his life be doomed, or would would he have fucked his life up if he himself wasn't abused? Right. I mean, R Kelly's a piece of shit, but you know, it's just one of those things you have to wonder if he wasn't abused as a kid, you know, maybe he wouldn't have turned out this way. And right. again, that just reinforces the generational
4: trauma aspect of this album, or that. Yes, yes. Or that song where he references yeah. like all your favorite rappers were also abused and they hide that shit up with their chains and tattoos or whatever he oh, says. Yeah. Like like that's so fucking poignant because that makes so much sense because hip hop is such a bravado, you know, like you said, machismo fucking tough guy, you know, thing that I mean, to be that vulnerable and to say that you you know, that happened to you, no one's barely rarely do they ever you know say that so they try to just mask all that shit with you know with all the materialism but i mean you got to just accept who you are baby and just you know and i i love how he preaches self-love you know in the second half of the album but mm-hmm. what are you gonna say
1: yo you gotta hide that trauma though with that materialism though you gotta buy yeah. the big stuff yeah hide like, that trauma but i mean but speaking <laughs> of generation hide that shit hide it fucking
0: pussy yeah oh, no. bottle it up be a man oh,
1: shit. <laughs> Shit, rub some dirt on it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, but speaking of generational, you know, trauma, I mean, he literally talks about his mom being abused young in Mr. Morrell, right? Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Morrell. Or Mother, I so- and, Mother and, Yeah,
4: he says it in both. Well, no, because he starts off with one. He gives that little bar. Where he, where oh, like, yeah and it like you're like damn like my mom got like fucked up just all like the rest of the women in my community whatever yeah my and mother then the,
1: abused young like all of the mothers back where we from
4: yeah and then the second ver- the second the song after that mother I sober
1: w- oh and he he just lets the floodgates
4: yeah. go mother
2: cried put the hands on her it was family ties
0: man. It's crazy, and that's actually kind of clever. It's it's a little bit of a shout out to family ties with him and Baby Kim. That that was pretty cool. Um, But fuck, dude, yeah, it's it's uh, it's wild, and it's crazy that you know within the second verse of Mother I Sober, he's talking about how I, I guess his family members, and more so his mom, had accused Kendrick's family member of touching Kendrick, and despite him being like, no, he never touched me, his mother's own trauma
4: was still pushed onto him despite him never, ever feeling that, you know? But I almost kind of liked what he said about like, like mom, like why did you keep, you know, pressing me? And it was like, cause that shit happened to me, dog. And I'm making sure if that shit happened to you, I'm going to take care of you. And even though, yes, you're right. Like it was, she did overstep her boundaries and, and it made him feel so like terrible about it that he had to keep saying no. But like, maybe this is my toxic masculinity <laughs> showing like fuck yeah but like i I'm love saying. that she was like so down for him to be like nah you better not fucking be lying about that shit like, it's not baby like
2: that they're accusing of right
4: no. I hope not. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought he said uncle or,
2: oh. or did it say cousin? He says, Family ties, they accused my cousin. Did he touch you, Kendrick? Never lied, but no one believed me when I said he didn't. Wow, imagine be fi- if it was Baby Kim. Oh my, Baby Kim. Isn't Baby
4: Kim like literally like way younger? He's than young, Kim? right? He's like really yeah, that's true. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, all like a little baby and shit. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we never know. I mean, trying no to no catch a <laughs>
1: Out the womb bro That's... oh my god
0: so bringing that up i he I, I forget which song it is but he has the bars where um watching my watching my cousin's mama strung out on coke or on crack or oh, something crack. like that and then watching watching her my ba-
4: cousin make a meal yeah or did you say my cousin or her, her baby Or yeah yeah he says her baby yeah her baby her baby make a milk oh she was oh, hard. Dude. Shout out, baby King.
0: This generational trauma just stacks. Yeah.
2: Go, oh, ba- go going, going back gosh. to that generational trauma, the follow-up lyric like later on, is like I asked my mom why she didn't believe me when I told her no. I never knew she was violated in Chicago. I'm sympathetic. Told me that she feared it happened to me for my protection.
0: Thought it never happened, she wouldn't agree. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fucking so. crazy. Now, we need to talk about the elephant in the room here.
2: What the transgender?
3: Oh, girl, so like No, no, what? We'll, <laughs> no, we'll get to How was that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is, it's an it's, amazing song. It's a great song. song. An song. I, I guess. would be an elephant in the room? The I think fuck? so many people are like, "What the fuck? Why is he bringing this up?" Because unfortunately, there's still a lot of homophobia within the rap community. Yeah, yeah he, that's, 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 even, so, that's
2: that's even that's uh, even posted a lot. Like Kendrick really made a song about you know trans people. Like and then, people on Twitter, like like I don't want to say giving him shit, but. Oh, yeah. There are people that gave him shit, but then there are also people that give him fucking props for it. You know? Yeah. Okay. But,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it. not anti-diaries, but I want to get to that because that's a very good point.
2: That's one thing that I have that, you know, we didn't cover yet, so that's why I wanted to call it out.
0: Okay, cool. Now, the reason why I say the biggest elephant in the room, say since we're on the topic of sexual abuse and sexual trauma, why the fuck is Kodak on this? Oh. Oh. Kodak...
4: Wait, you guys didn't know Kodak, what he was referring yeah, to? Yeah, did you
0: guys know about this? Kodak literally... Pled, Pled guilty. guilty to sexually assaulting a woman in a hotel. Yeah, this and was like two years ago, or like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't for, Think about that though. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's weird that he's using this album as like a therapy session, and he's he's basically saying, "Oh, I'm I'm moving on. I'm I'm breaking these curses. I'm not affiliating myself with this." But he has Kodak on it, who is a convicted sexual abuser, somebody who actually raped somebody. Okay, he pled guilty. What the I'm, fuck?
2: I'm going to play devil's advocate here because oh. I don't agree with what the fuck Kodak did. But what if, because we don't know what the fuck's going on behind the scenes, like when, why Kodak is there. Mm-hmm. But what if Kodak is trying to, you know, be just better than that now? So he reached out to Kendrick or I'm just saying this hypothetically, metaphorically speaking that what if Kendrick was like, hey, I kind of want to, you know, be better, you know, and Kendrick gave him that platform right and here we go. This is my therapy session. You're able to join in. Um, I, I would agree with you. I could see that take. I could see that That's take. That's what I'm saying. I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I'm not necessarily agreeing with my own no, point, okay. but I'm just saying, like, right. right. I could see that take, you know.
1: but I don't, I don't think.
2: Because, Kendrick because Kendrick Kendrick. out of everyone, out of everyone, why fucking Kodak? Why Kodak? Even without the fucking allegations, bro. <laughs> <Damn>. You just <laughs> don't like Kodak, <laughs> He's right. You got a goofy-ass on you. Why the <laughs> fuck is he on the He <laughs> <I fucking laughs> looks like a Simpsons character. <laughs>
0: well so i i agree with your point i like keenan like i i get why somebody would maybe play devil's advocate with that or why they would maybe think that way but his two features on this have nothing they don't talk about this type of trauma
4: they don't talk about him trying to reform it's literally himself him. he talks it's about all about himself, himself. Like, yes in a very like rapper way you know what i mean he's just like i made it out the mud and you know trying to tell his own story and it's like Bro, speak about something that actually fucking mattered. Speak about, you know, I'm not saying, you know, spill the beans about your whole trial or whatever, but I am saying take some fucking responsibility for what you did, bro. Own up to it like a man. Kendrick, this is a Kendrick (laughs) album where he's owning up to a shit like a man. This whole album is Kendrick the man, bro. That's not according, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Like Kendrick's owning up to all of his past mistakes and he has Kodak on here, and I know he has that bar where he's like, you know, you know, some of these people are pro-black, but I see myself in Kodak or Kodak black or whatever. You know, like, yeah. basically saying, like, he sees a piece of himself in Kodak, you know? But, like, just because you see yourself into a struggling <laughs> young black man doesn't mean you need to put that phone on the fucking album, bro. Like, I don't know. It just... Maybe it's not for. Maybe it's not my place to say, you know, because I'm I'm not, you know, a a person in the black community who has dealt with, you know, the struggles that Kendrick or Kodak has had to dealt with. But it just seems like a like such a gross, you know. There has to be some there has oversight. There has to, be, there has oh, to yeah.
2: be a reasoning behind it. Be I mean,
4: I'm be. sure there is, but like I said, it's like whatever that reason is. Do you think it is worth having him on there? Is Kodak right. from Compton? Florida. Or Florida. From, I'm he's Florida. Florida, Florida. He's from bro. Florida. Okay. I'm going
2: to go straight up from the fucking trenches. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the swamps. He's
2: from the swamps. Dude. <laughs> what the fuck is like an inbred of a crocodile? <laughs> human?
0: Well, no, I mean, Wait, what? <laughs> he's an inbred of two-step? <laughs> That's a whole nother layer fucked up. Damn. You're mean, dog.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad person, but he's still a person, <laughs> bro. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. I just
1: I just don't get I I just don't I don't get the interludes. Like the interludes were just put there to what literally just take Thank up space you. on the album. Thank you. Thank you. I literally have it here in my nose like weird ass interludes I'm skipping. Bye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Even that's, the Baby Keem one? What? I'm not skipping the Baby Keem interlude. Okay. No, go so ahead. Let's go get go into ahead. that right now so like fuck, Baby Keem's fucking amazing. I think he's a fucking hot ass fire ass fucking artist and I love his mm-hmm. fucking voice. Oof. Um, I think he was then used to his full potential on this fucking album. Like, what was the fucking song after the interlude that he's on? Fucking Savior, Savior. So it's the Savior interlude, and then it I, goes. That, I didn't to think savior. that was like, the best song. Like, I think that's one of my my least favorite songs. And it has Baby Keem on it, bro. Like, fuck, You could have used him a whole lot better. Does he like? Does, if I remember, play. Does he have his own fucking verse on there? He only has like one, right? No. No,
3: exactly right. Fucking me. Yeah.
0: So the only full. Feature or verse that he has is the, the interlude and that's and then <laughs> and then the next song. Are you happy for me? That's all that's all he said that's about it, right?
4: but that's just kind of hard though. It's nice. It, it it, it's it's infectious you. Okay,
2: but it's fucking baby keen that motherfucker spits and if anything <laughs> give him if he's in the right fucking direction and he's able to like If he has if he, I, th- I think there's potential in him to overcome Kendrick one day
0: Mm-hmm for sure Or at least the, be on the same level
2: at least, or at least be on the same level for sure mm-hmm. But like, why wouldn't you not give him a fucking bigger part,
4: bro? can I feel like Kodak has bigger parts in this fucking album than Baby Keem? That I, yeah. I the only reason why I disagree with that is because I think they have this. They both have an interlude. They both are sprinkled throughout like the verses, and then they both talk in intros and outros of songs. I think. So I think Ken, the difference? I think, I
2: think Kendrick has like two verses, right, on the beginning of the. Fucking, Kodak. Yeah, Kodak. Sorry, what did I say? Kendrick. Kendrick, <laughs> Kendrick has oh, at least one verse. On the album. <laughs> I think Kodak has, I think one, if not two, verses mm-hmm. in the beginning of the of the album. Mm-hmm. I I completely I, I
0: completely agree with you as far as the interludes go. I think, uh, uh, what's the point of having the Baby Keem interlude and the Kodak interlude? They they're essentially the same damn thing. True. Just
1: Different perspective. No, from different you should have. You should have. Yeah. I guess, sh- but
2: you should have kept the fucking uh, keep the fucking Kodak black interlude, and then give fucking uh, get rid of the interlude with Baby Keem. Uh-huh. And then fucking give that motherfucker a whole ass fucking song. Because I was expecting the song Baby, Baby Kim to get carried by Baby King. Like, that would have been fine. That would have been perfect. Okay. Kendrick, you did really good, like, on a, all the fucking other tracks. At least give this one to fucking Baby Kim and let him carry it.
0: So, I, I mean, now that we're on the uh, topic of features, Beth Gibbons of motherfucking Portishead. God damn. I don't think... Let me let me tell you guys, whoever's okay. listening. Go ahead. In the oh. room, too, if you don't know. This is a legendary feature yes Portishead, probably the best fucking trip hop group ever and who are very like notorious for just releasing little snippets here and there you know they don't have a big discography you got a feature from the lead singer bro and she's not used a lot she has a cute little hook but just the fact that she's on this album is mind-blowing to me it's like it's like it's like Dorian Electro and
2: Rebecca, Rebecca Black. Black. <laughs>
1: <Bro>. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs>
2: Iconic. Bro. When worlds collide. That
0: one might be better, actually, now that you said it. <laughs> but like, it, I, this, is a, this is a collab I would have never in a million years thought would happen.
2: And don't forget about another fucking awesome legendary feature off that. Ghostface? Woo. Ghostface. Ghostface.
0: Nice. My boy, my bro, purple
4: hearts. my
2: boo, my, bo- my boo and my boy, my boo and my boy. yeah, <laughs> Summer fucking. Walker, bro, the fucking machete slaughter. Oh, Summer
0: Walker, it ain't real love if you ain't eating my ass.
2: <laughs> I literally have that written down in my notes. Oh my god, Funny. That's why I think Purple Hearts is about fucking lean. I think it's about taking. Explain this. So Purple Hearts is what it's it's a purple medal that you get for your uh, for the highest honor that you get in the United States military. Right. But, I don't
4: know about highest honor. No, it's, it's not it's, the it's, highest is honor. Is it the Medal it's of a, Honor? Medal of Honor is the highest, or I don't know what the highest is. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Purple Heart is if you get hurt in action. Okay. Uh.
2: And I think uh, Purple Hearts, since they're talking about like love, spirituality, and
4: oh yeah, he says mud walking and shit, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so
2: based off all the all the messages that are in the song, I feel like these motherfuckers are tripping. And like talking about spirituality, because I mean I've fucking you know when you when you go on a trip like that, you're gonna you're gonna have, experience some spiritual shit like that, man. Uh-huh. And they have Ghostface. Ghostface is you know he has had songs about fucking Alina as well before and stuff uh-huh. like that. So I think that's what it is that's a,
0: that's an interesting take i didn't i didn't think about yeah that.
1: i mean literally he says you know tiptoeing and i'm mud walking and then rolling sevens i ain't ready for no coffin i know y'all love it when the drug's talking but shut the up when, when you love talking talking
4: see, yeah silly goose <laughs>
1: if god be the source that i'm the plug talking oh that's a sick <laughs> verse too yeah uh, damn that's what i think it's so, about.
0: so when ghostface is talking about god is god lean
2: because um, his whole verse is around yeah, God.
1: Yeah. I, could it be? I'm not going Unless to they're the just like <laughs> tripping so hard. <laughs> like, they're seeing God. He's like, God, throwing the towel.
3: <laughs> he says that to me. Yeah. yeah. It's he's like, all, get in there, champ.
4: <laughs> it's like God like, just pushing you, bro. Yeah. I thought this song okay. was more of a, like a quote unquote love song. Now that you, obviously the drug talk is all there and like the relationship with drugs. So maybe a lot of this is more. Well, it, could be both. It, could be, it could be both. It yeah, could be it both. It could be both. It could be both. But I took it as like a love song, but not just like relationship love song, but like each person had their own relationship with you know of something. Um. So like the first verse, Kendrick's verse is his relationship with people and like the broad, the broader spectrum of the people around him and his relationship with that, or a relationship of looking for something that's actually real and actually genuine with Summer Walker or your relationship with God and religion with Ghostface. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a quote-unquote love song, but it's really a song about relationships. That's how I took it. Okay.
2: So why you said about. You can interpret the shit like six different
0: fucking ways. Yeah, your relationship with drugs too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, from yeah. your perspective. Yeah. The reason why I thought that this... Song was more along the lines of what you were saying, the different embracing love and embracing positivity. Is because the motherfucking song before it was some of the most toxic shit
3: Bro. I have ever
0: heard on Wax. Fucking ever. We Cry Together. Jesus Christ. Holy, if if that shit didn't give you PTSD flashbacks from being put back in the trenches, <laughs> Bro. nothing else will.
1: This man calls me the other day. Ruben calls me the other day and goes, Bro. <laughs> this shit gave me PTSD. Literally, what he just said right now. He's like, I felt like I was back in the trenches. I
3: was like, boy, you made oh it oh my god, you made it out the <laughs> other some side with some purple <laughs> <laughs> hearts. Get up, <laughs> get, get back up. Keep, keep pushing. Up. <laughs> Literally,
4: made it out the other side with some purple hearts, bro. Oh, and especially at the end of that song,
2: <laughs> it's like, no, now fuck me. He's like, goddamn, bro, went through all this shit. Now you just want to fucking
0: yes. Yeah.
3: Patch it Insane. all over sex. Yeah, Insane.
0: he actually kind of sounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they sound like what? No, when when she first said that, he kind of was like with it. You know, yeah.
3: he's sounded like, like tired of it. At, like and fucking, then yeah,
0: at the end, he's like, like "Oh, man. you tripping?" Like, and then he starts getting tired, which again is just the the exhaust of going through this toxic shit. You know, this that it's that, a that roller coaster. Yeah, it's a complete roller coaster. You know, it's. I don't think I've ever heard a toxic relationship personified in such a perfect and purely raw way you know yeah, i don't no. think it's ever been done like that before. it's
1: straight six minutes of it six yeah. minutes of it it's it's long. Like,
2: that whole song is extremely organized for what it is of them going back and forth like it was realistic but yet it was verses, man Verses between him and uh taylor page fucking just going at it in depth hostile as fuck like but yeah, they're both verses, and it was organized extremely fucking well on beat. It was. It was, it was,
4: it was verses, you know, like you know, writing a rap verse, but it was also verses, bro, yeah. like vs, bro, like squaring up, main event, pound for pound, bro. And yeah. even that squaring verse
0: up. where she, even the verse where she said, "And I'm gonna fuck your cousin," he's like, "You're gonna do what?" Yeah. Oh, and that's that's another layer that could be Baby Keem. Yep. yep. Oh, I'm gonna go fuck your other rapper cousin then. Yeah. Oh, Yay. she was. Ave, hey, if we were if this was a boxing match, she fucking oh, put would, him to the mat, 10 count, she
4: trashed a flat him Flatlined him. It wouldn't even be a 10 count, it'd be a flatline KO <laughs> through the ring, fucking yeah. la- landing on the ref, bro, or landing on the fucking timekeeper, bro. This mm. shit was insane. Timekeeper. <laughs> I, or whatever the yeah. fuck. Bro, I literally have here in all caps one of the realest songs ever heard. All of it is a feat of musical greatness. Like it's there. Bro, nothing will ever compare, like, I mean, there's been, like, deeper topics discussed, so, like, obviously, those are gonna hit harder, you know, for those who relate to it, but, bro, nothing will ever be relationship toxicity personified in that way, bro. And I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a fucking cold-blooded man, bro, (laughs) but... Damn, that man got cooked, bro. <laughs> she fucking cooked his ass, bro. Trashed it, Bro, it wasn't even close. He's, man, you emotional ass bitch. You probably on your period, whatever. Boy, if you don't get like, and she just <laughs> roasted his ass Kentucky for ride, bro.
3: <laughs>
1: God, And it's funny, too, because you can tell when he's like lost because she's just going off on him and he's just like nitpicking at the little things. And he was like, yeah, but you were still sucking this dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she went off on him, and that's the only thing he grabbed from yeah. it. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, bro. It, Which next,
4: is so realistic, too. Is, like, <laughs> your
1: girl. It is on. It, it you know, is. No,
2: because that's all you fucking need is, like, is I still hit, though. <laughs>
1: defeated baby. This is why you're getting cooked, though, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then
2: she's like, you "Think you win it, but you losing, son." Yeah. I still hit, though. She said, "Okay, sick.
0: We'll watch this." <laughs> yeah, I'm um, going after your cousin. <laughs>
1: but I still
0: hit,
3: though. Um, um, the Undefeated. greatest comeback
4: on Twitter I've ever seen, bro. But Dude, I still hit, hit though. <laughs> though. It, it was it a genius, a genius
0: idea to get an actress for this and not another rapper not to say another rapper would not have been good but to have a you know fully qualified actress who is able to channel those inner emotions like the what and be able to show
4: the range of emotion yeah not
0: like the subtleties and of and the she flowed. She flowed, and she flowed and she flowed emotion her voice is cracking she, she sounded like she was on the verge of crying
1: Yep. when she says miss me with that reverse psychology she's just like <sighs> barely like she gets like so like high pitched because she's literally like out of breath yeah just going off on this man
0: yeah it was hard for me to move on with the rest of the album for
1: because real? I replayed the well, shit out of this song that's an
2: ongoing that's so rep- that's like an ongoing thing uh, with, the, with, Ken- with Kendrick on this album is the emotion that he pours into a lot of his songs man oh yeah and how raw it's, they are how fucking raw they are mm-hmm. dude it's like fuck and it's some songs, like I think, it was, I think it was Father Time, where he just starts off.
4: With a punch in your fucking Heart. face hard
2: yeah. as fuck, bro.
4: Yep. Question: Do you think that shit was a one take, Jake? You think they just fucking <laughs> went in there and fucking killed that shit? Because it sounded like it just got it out of the but, way, but or do you think it was such a Herculean thing that like there's no way they could have done that in one take? Just, it just I mean, who I cares? But it's just it's fun to think. No, about. I think I it's both. I think I I it's, it's because yeah. it, you gotta understand it is like a, it's a scene off a
2: movie. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. It's gonna take at least a couple of shots. Right.
0: That's true. That's very true.
2: If it was just a regular rap song, probably. But this is a, literally a scene.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I wanted matter.
4: to say something like name like an iconic line and be like, "Yeah, but that was done on one take though." But I can't think of anything. Oh, the <laughs> yup, take I know. On I know the day one. you walk to that bitch, <laughs> <laughs> bro. When
2: when uh when she says, "That's why you're dick little," <laughs> <laughs> iconic. That was, iconic. Uh, that was a one take. She said it one take. <laughs> iconic. Iconic. <laughs> I should have found a bigger dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. Little, little dick so. ass N word that's <laughs> trying to go big. <laughs> Bitch, you was sucking this dick, though. Well, she I should have sucked his.
4: Oh. Fuck, dude. Shout out, baby. What King. you say? She's I should have found a bigger makers. dick. <laughs> Bitch, get the fuck out my face. And I like how she, uh she was like. Bitch, my mama bought you that car. And she was like, bitch, she throws it in my face. Like, no matter what this fool says, this fool could have said I fucked your mom eight ways to Sunday. And she (laughs) would have been like, yeah, but your dad hit, though. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) she just one ups him every single fucking line. I got to take the guy's fucking comeback, bro,
2: and use it in a girl's fucking you're giving them ammo now yeah you're giving oh, them ammo
4: that's oh, the only no. thing we have that's literally the only thing we fucking have <laughs> hey but we still hit though <laughs> but we still hit
0: though another song that i wanted to talk about and i think one that has just the same amount of emotion but done more in a in a more subtle way is uh crown um crown was crown was one that upon first listen just kind of like went under the radar for me it was one that's kind of you know in one ear out the other you know and was kind of the same way upon my second and third listen but the more i listened to the crown really grew on me did you guys like crown at all i felt like this one was maybe aside from mother i sober this one was you know just as deep and wow. introspective as it was you so know? i liked damn.
2: crown because like motherfuckers are upset that this that this guy like hasn't dropped anything in a hundred or in a thousand and eight hundred and fifty five <laughs> days like people were right. upset at this motherfucker for a lot of different reasons <laughs> and stuff like that bro people were mm-hmm. upset when he brought up that white bitch on the fucking thing it's like, dude, he's just trying to be nice. I would understand why people are upset, but he's just—he's just like, dude, just trying to interact with his audience and stuff. So no matter what the fuck he does, people are gonna get upset about it. You know, even though he's taking his sweet-ass time because he just doesn't come out with nothing that's like no. Um, no, uh, uh, what's it called? Fucking half-ass album, bro. He's gonna take it. He takes years to come up with an album, bro.
1: Writer's block, boy. He talks about it. Yeah, and obviously yeah. oh,
2: then What yeah. does he say?
4: He's like, I had writer's block for this for such a long time, but now I spoke to God, and this is what you're hearing. Yeah. He's speaking He's through speak- me. Through so, me? So oh. it, it
1: Worldwide Steppers says writer writer's block for two years. Nothing moved me. Ask God to speak through me. That's what you hear now. The voice of yours truly. Yeah, so.
2: Fuck. So there's so much variables that happen, you know, for him to take so long to come up with an album. And then his fan base is fucking insane because they they
1: give him shit for it. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's literally what it is. I really like the message. Even though this song, it it's not skippable, but I did just kind of like, it wasn't a top track for me. But I did like the message because no matter how big you are, you still can't please everybody.
0: It's a great album. It's one of the most introspective rap albums I think ever, and people are like, "No, there's ain't to the Kendrick I want," you know. Well, can't please everybody, you know. Yeah. it is yep. what it is. I'm gonna spoiler. That's how he wraps it all up yeah. at the end with Mirror. Well, I'm I choose me. I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subject myself in, um, you know, put myself in a box for the sake of other people.
3: Right.
2: Oof. So yeah, like he had that uh, point at one of his concerts where he brought up a white woman on stage and she was singing along to the lyrics. And she said the n-word, and people got upset and started booing her and stuff. And he had to stop the concert so she could, he could, he could she could do the 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 verse all over again. But straight up told her, don't say the n-word this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people were still upset. So he was like, yo, just you know, just 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 get off. And um, from uh, from crowned, you witness him talk about that in anti diaries, which anti diaries is another thing that he's able to share his, uh, his own story on the LGBTQ community. And even now, like people are giving him shit on Twitter that, you know, why, why is he talking about this? Like, this is fucking Kendrick. But he's only saying like, he's with equal rights. He is in support of trans people. And he even himself deals with that on a, on a, in his, in his life and before, and you know, Just goes to show that no matter what the fuck he does, he's going to get shit for it. But going into Auntie Diaries, it's a song about his auntie (coughs) coming out as being a trans and him being, uh, getting okay with that, right? Um, right. Seeing her every fucking day and getting in the car with her and being okay with the fact that she's trans. I think, what I think you have the verse. Um, what does she, what, what does he say about her not taking dick, but eating pussy or something like that or getting pussy?
0: Oh, because, because... He's talking about how his friends didn't understand, or I his friends were essentially being, how would I say it? Homophobic. Yeah, his friends were being homophobic, and he was like, "No, it's good. She eats pussy. You know, she's she's still straight. You know, like it, essentially him trying to downplay it or like trying to like get his friends to understand yeah. it. Does that like and, yeah, yeah? So that's so it's, what
1: it is. In second grade. second grade. Like, like
0: yeah.
2: What. So then, no, let me say, it, let me say it. Let me say it. Oh, you got it. You yeah, I, got it. it I got it. I got if, if it. If we're not on the same wavelength, then you could just go after me. But <laughs> it says, my auntie became a man and I took pride in it. She wasn't gay. She ate pussy and that was the difference. That's what I told my friends in second grade. She picked me up from school. They stared at her face. They couldn't comprehend what I grew accustomed to. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Second grade, this man is talking about that. Like, what the yeah.
2: fuck? Ah, this motherfucker is using the word accustomed in second grade. <laughs> he probably
4: was He probably was Um. Wow Yeah This song bro This song Is One of the most relatable songs I've ever heard in my life Like So For me personally I don't really want to like Get too deep into it But I have A lot of You know Gay People In my family Like my cousins and stuff And What he says right there bro Like You know people stared at what I've grown accustomed to. That's exactly how I felt. My cousin took me to a gay pride parade when I was like five or six years old, seven years old. And when I was that young, I saw like two dudes make out behind a tree and it was like the weirdest thing ever. But then like my cousin didn't make a big deal about it. Nobody else around me was making a big deal about it. So like, I didn't really like think it was like that weird. I just thought, Okay, well, you know, some people like to kiss You know, the same type of people that they are And, you know, it's it's whatever, you know Like, my parents never talked to me about it But they also, you know Like, they, they weren't, like, you know Homophobic or anything But, like, we never I never learned about, you know Like, same-sex relationships, you know until my cousin you know put me on and then how he said like oh yeah my cousin put me on you know with the smell of cherries and oh, you know yeah. what i mean like that that was the cool cousin that cousin put him on game you know <laughs> that was the first cousin he ever heard wrote a rap that was the first cousin whoever you know did this or did that like i don't know it, it just relates to me so much because my cousin put me onto like Marilyn Manson and I became like a big old metal head. My cousin showed me the coolest shit ever, bro. My cousin took me to fun ass places and I never felt the type of way about, you know, oh, because they were gay or whatever, you know, like it just, it Kendrick has such a good way of like relating something that I'd never thought I'd relate to in a rap song ever in my life, bro. And never in my life did I ever think that I was going to hear like a gay cousin ballad Relating to my life, you know, in that type of way. So it was very, it was very um, prolific to me. And you know, shout out my cousins. You know, shout out, sh- bro. Shout out Diego. Shout out Melanie. <laughs> you know, they holding it down over there, bro. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like they are, or, I just feel like Kendrick has such a good way of doing this thing where he makes such a fucking personal thing into such a relatable making something that's very personal also seem very relatable so
0: i wanted to ask you one part of this song that was very interesting to me was seeing his family's reaction to it right and him asking his mom like how come my cousins want to fight fight them now you know like why why do they always want to beef with them how come they don't accept them
4: did your family have troubles with accepting your gay cousins too uh not at face value and really not ever like my family's kind of an, an anomaly i kind of have some fucking i have a couple of knuckleheads in my family <laughs> to put it uh, very lightly um and that and that's you know on a whole other spectrum you know not you know that kind of spectrum it's on a whole different level they, they go to defcon 5 with that shit and they're still accepting you know so something is you know little as you know your sexual orientation i mean yeah i probably have some older family members that don't necessarily agree with it but at the parties and stuff like that no one was ever excluded no one was ever hated i mean my both those cousins were some of the most loved people and we always used to go to their house and the entire family was there you know so yeah i i i definitely think that that is i mean it it could very 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 much happen in a lot of hispanic family a oh, lot of yeah. people of color's families i've noticed that are very very not for homophobic that very very homophobic and it's very sad and kendrick talks about how you know the black community you know and himself he faced like a lot of like homophobia and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm not saying that that isn't prevalent in hispanic culture i'm just lucky enough to where my family didn't do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That weren't like that. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I, I think you're right. People of, people of color, it, it's it's a deep-rooted issue. For sure. Deep-rooted, deep-rooted. Generational. Yes.
1: Oh, definitely generational. I mean, because he even has a verse in here where he says, uh, back when it was comedic relief to say the F word, wait, no, no better, elementary kids with no filter. And it's just crazy because, like, Speaking of generational, like back in elementary school, dude, we were kids,
4: kids, Kids. infants, bro. Like literal, little hearing that word Uh, thrown around like it was nothing.
1: And it's crazy because it was like all the way up into high school, whether it was like comedic relief. Like you said, like we heard comedians say it like all the time. And it's just crazy because like now that's when it's like. It's almost like a bad word now.
4: It is a bad word. Well,
1: it it is. I was going to say, but like now more so now. Right. Compared to like when we were younger it was just crazy like how much it was just thrown around like that it's like damn we know no better yeah like
4: he says for real yeah and that and that's like anytime i've ever you know used the word you know when i was still ignorant like i wouldn't even think about it like in that sort of way because of my cousins you know what i mean like if i ever called someone that like i was calling it oh you little knucklehead you little f word you know (laughs) but like in actuality that's such a deep fully disrespectful and harmful word you know but even my cousin giving me that perspective of like they're just like us you know and the, and work you know everyone's cool like even that like it even changed the word for me you know which it's not my word to use, but you get what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't even use that word in in the context of which it was like supposed to be an insult. I used it, you know, in my own little way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I shouldn't have been using it at all. But like you said, it's an ignorance thing, and it's and it's just like a how society has changed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then what did he say? Like oh, and then my Marianne now didn't really oh, laugh yeah. at those jokes back then. You know what I mean? So like, I had to be cautious of what I said around them. Yeah, yeah, bro, that's insane. Although, what do you guys think about Kendrick deadnaming? uh his cousin do you think it's a real name i guess it could it's be. like oh oh you really like it like it could just be you know a uh a, a place filler
0: a place filler yeah they, yeah it, marianne isn't their actual name
4: or, or but i'm saying like saying the the other name their dead name like oh like when someone transitions from you know because obviously my cousins were gay they weren't trans mm-hmm. so that's like you know different but like, you know, when someone, you know, pre transition, post transition. Yeah, you know, I'm sure oh, I'm that sure that he got permission.
1: I'm sure he got permission. I would imagine so. I know. mean it's already Or
4: not permission. Do you think it, do you think it's a real name or do you think it's a placeholder name? It's placeholder oh. I think it's placeholder? Yeah,
2: I think they only use real names is if it's like a diss or something like that. Or they
1: intentionally
2: <laughs> do it. Just so then well, so I mean, then it's just... not
4: disrespectful that he dead named then? I mean he just
1: called out his auntie straight up. So that's what I'm like. I don't see why not. Yeah. Okay. That's and then I'll, I'll I would mean, imagine I like it's just more real, and he is—he's not holding back this far. That's fair. Yeah, so that's we'll true. That's very why fair. Yeah, that's very. He literally why said back it. now, but at the same time, if it is the real name, I think he would have obviously went and grabbed permission just because yeah. it is such a tough, like, touchy su- um, subject. Um. But yeah, I mean, he's been real this far into the album. Why not? That's fair.
0: So going off of the original connection that Marcos had made with the uh, white girl saying the N word. And then the ending of this song saying, well, the white girl said the N word, you know, but you're saying the F word. I just might be stupid. I, for some reason, it's just not clicking. That ending part is, is Kendrick basically saying we can all say the F word and, and normalize it as long as somebody of a different race can race can say the N word. What, 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 what's the thing? You guys are making, you guys are
2: making it more complicated than what it is. Is like, if you're not going to, if you're going to get offended about saying the N word, which, you know, people, black people get upset that you say it, and trans people get upset because you say the F word. Why are you so okay with people saying the F word? And he said it three times. Like, are you going to get mad at me because I said it? Like, you're getting mad that this white girl said the N word. And you're not uh, Oh, um, but
0: you're fine with saying the F word? Yeah. So it's either
2: all okay and or none of it's okay. And there's, tra- right. and there's trans people, even gay people, that get offended when you say the F word.
0: That's very oh, no, true because okay. I did see a lot of people from the LGBTQ community hearing this song and being like, okay, I get what you're doing, but, but the F word isn't your word to use. You're not a part of our culture. See, you like who are you? The point. Yeah. Imagine a white guy being like, Oh, and word, N word, I said it all the time. People would be like, why did you so have to you, say that? Yeah. So, so you can't choose
2: sides. You have to either be okay. Well, let's not use the F word because it offends a type of community and we're not going to use the N word or we're going to let everyone use the N word and we're going to let everyone use the F word no right. matter what. It's, yeah it's, it's that's that it's that black and white mm-hmm. and he's making that point is that like you can't be contradictory and pick and choose who gets to use what it's like it's not it's not going to work out for anyone
4: okay funny enough he doesn't say the n-word for the rest of the album really really <laughs> after this yeah wow i didn't know that holy shit so could be could be a point Maybe. Didn't say the F word either, so Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he was sprinkling that shit all in the first half, you know. The damn F word therapist. I'm a real man. F these efforts. <laughs> no, that's
0: interesting. I didn't I did not catch up on it. I did not I did not catch that. That's cool.
4: Can we please talk about Savior and Worldwide Steppers and I'm down to wrapping up. We talked about Savior. And World oh, Worldwide yeah, Steppers. We yeah we did. Okay. And we, we talked steppers. about Savior a little bit.
1: And we talked about worldwide steppers in the beginning.
4: Yeah, but we didn't, I just want to, bro, playing baby because shark I with my left. daughter, <laughs> watching left, for sharks outside at the oh. same
1: time. I do bring that up when we're talking about that's it? The, I mean, that is I the should've. first song when he talks about his children. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the first <laughs> thing we talked about. Yeah. his children. <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: uh,
2: Whoa, bro. okay,
0: so so what I'll do <laughs> is. Last
4: Christmas toy drive in Compton, I was handing out wait, eulogies. Do you think he caught a body? That's crazy, yeah. Because of the high blood pressure? Oh, it's fire. We don't talk about it. Do you think he really caught a body?
0: We should, though. Kendrick?
1: Cause he said that he said what, he I said, caught a body and then he said in last Christmas I was out in Compton handing out eulogies. Right. Because he said he but, caught a body. Right. But he's saying.
0: But it, it because, has
4: nothing to do. It's he's making the, the it's not about gang because, you know, high blood pressure, you know, gang. But then blood pressure because he's doing a food toy drive with unhealthy food making his community, you know, unhealthy, obese, unhealthy and talking about actual blood pressure. Yeah. Like, but then, because he said it wasn't the co- the color of the the color of a rag. It was. It was the the literal the high, blood pressure. Yeah,
0: and and then that's basically what he's saying throughout the end of that song is, everybody's a killer in their own different way. Yeah. Essentially, saying
4: capitalism. It, yeah. Fucking. Uh, generational teach or teachers teaching. Uh, generations of, of Young black youth saying Shit like You're you're gonna be broke Or in jail Or dead You know Like just giving them No opportunity to do anything And that's like a slow killer mm-hmm. Like it, the whole song's about death But it goes hard as fuck
0: boom, Right boom, Right boom, 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 Oh bass,
4: yeah dude. That beats fucking nasty
3: boom, boom Boom
0: Boom One aspect That I thought was really interesting Of of uh, this album It's something that's touched on A little bit in Crown But something that's a lot more prominent In Savior is the idea that, you know, you're being put on this pedestal and you're essentially being seen as, like, a beacon of hope or, like, a a teacher to the masses. Um, And, I mean, in in Crown, it it was brought up as, like, well, I can't please everybody, you know. But in Savior, he's saying it specifically in your face and he's name-dropping people saying, like, you know, oh, LeBron, you know. Made you give him his flowers. But he's not your savior, you know. Um, J.
4: Cole made you made you think, but he is not your savior.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then I love the line that he has at the very end where he's like, Tupac's dead, you know, you have to think for yourself now. Man. Oh it, that it, is fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a really cool concept. Um I, I'm sure it's been done before by artists, but I don't think I've ever heard an artist be so explicit and be like, yo, I get to, I get that you're fans. I get that, you know, I maybe influence you, but you gotta think for yourself. You can't, right. you know, latch onto these celebrities and Basically mold your whole identity out of them,
4: you know, yeah, and and I also think it's a good commentary on uh, Parasocial relationships and like you said, you know celebrity worship Do you guys know what parasocial relationships are? No, no, or what a parasocial relationship is Mm -mm. Do you No. okay? So essentially what that is is where somebody who is a fan of somebody They think that just because they watch their content that their friend that they're that they are their friend like, their IRL friends. That's an issue only
2: uh, millennials and Gen Zs have, though. It, it's not and as it,
4: prominent with, like,
2: older people? No, it's 100% going to be, though, once we get older, because you have all these people that show up at YouTubers' houses. Yeah, weirdos. Like, weirdos. fuck? Yeah. You well, know, I've been the biggest fan of you since you started YouTube, but you yeah, have, but I've never fucking met you.
4: Yeah, and we're not homies yeah, just because I, you know. Because you watch my content every Yeah, day. I yeah subscribe bigger, to you on Twitch That's or a something. bigger issue that's coming along through our generation and the younger generation. Mm-hmm. 100%. But I, I love how Kendrick like touches on that, you know, and uh, essentially that like stop fucking, you know, trying to be in these people's like appreciate what they're doing, give them their flowers. And then that's it, bro. Like you don't need to like have this like unhealthy relationship with these celebrities that don't know you. You know what I mean? Like no offense, but they, they don't fucking know you. Like I'm sure they care about you on some level, but you're not their best bud. Like, you know, they're not going to go play cast with you at the fucking park, bro. Kendrick ain't going to show you his new verse. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, respect these people. You know, they're real people too, you know, and, and you have to realize that 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 just because you, you know, consume their shit, you know, that, isn't, that doesn't mean anything. Like, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have to respect them. And I said that like 10 times in a row. So <laughs> you have to fucking chop that shit up. Also, I love the one protest for you 365 for me,
3: yeah, bro. Yeah. Calling
4: out all that fake woke bullshit on the black, you know, where he's talking about black screens. Yeah, because like, anyway, posting the black Black Lives Matter just the one picture. Yeah, the one picture, oh, and yeah. then the rest of their feed is just you know their own fucking self indulgence, yeah, exactly. like mindless self indulgence. You know, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, I don't know. It's just to me, it's just ridiculous, and I, and I love and I love that he calls out so many of these toxic topics in such a catchy way.
1: Kind of like in the beginning, too, what Marco said, I kind of wish Baby Keem had a bigger part in this. 100%. Because um, I know we did kind of talk about that a little bit, um, but... He
4: killed the hook, though. <sighs> yeah. I loved <laughs> it. I loved that hook. I think that It, it so kind of leaves you wanting more, but... It, of course. It
1: did. Of course. Of um, course. This... Even though I really like the interlude, this song just kind of, like, wasn't it for me.
0: That's fair. Oh, wow. It That's fair. It
1: wasn't. Um, overall, like, I did kind of, like, I, I did like the message of it, but... It's it not much. That's It'd fair. For me. Yeah. I think
4: the only reason why I did like it is because I, I am on the internet a lot. Yeah. And I do see those toxic fans, uh-huh. you know, a lot. So that's really the only reason why it's, why it kind of impacted me a little bit more just because I'm fucking on the internet all the fucking time <laughs> and I see all these fucking weirdos and I'm like, damn dog, like you look like a whole goofball right now. Like fucking leave <laughs> these fools alone. But
1: that's like, crazy because they don't see it. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah like, They don't. Like
4: they you don't. The self awareness is completely lost on them. Like they have no idea. They're like, "What do you mean? I bought all of your merch and donated a thousand dollars, and yeah. I'm fucking going broke. We're best friends. I paid your fucking rent, like, so to get a response. Yeah, yeah That's bro. Get, That's like, all they want. Man, yeah, yeah. It's people are weird, man. Yeah. All right. It's a really cool
0: topic that I'm glad somebody as big as Kendrick brought up. Facts for sure. Um, two quick topics I wanted to bring up. Um. And then we, we can start wrapping this up. I'll, I'll segue into my question with my first point is this album has a very interesting soundscape. There, there's a ton of different sounds and beats that's thrown onto this. You know, he raps over a whole bunch of different shit. Yeah, um, um, w- real quick. One of them was even sound like a fucking New York beat. Which one is that? Uh, Father Time. Father Time did. F- Father Time was actually kind of gritty, huh? It was gritty, dude. I, uh, fucking uh, We Cry Together. That's an Alchemist beat. Is Oof. it really? Yeah. Oh, so
2: you're you hit it 100% on the nail. Like there's like the music diversity, the sound diversity on this album is insane.
0: It, it really is. It's insane. You know, you have real gritty fucking like you said New York sounding shit um with um We Cry Together and then with Father Time. You have crazy ethereal sounds like with um Purple Hearts and then Even United in Grief is um United in Grief has like a cool, like airy kind of sound to it, especially at the end. There's like these big sweeping synths that sounds like you're flying through space and shit, you know. Um, and, and then you have small piano driven tracks like Mother I Sober. Right. Um, so that leads me into my question. Two songs that are obviously like the big uppers of this album just so happen to be two songs that I don't really fuck with, despite them being very content heavy. And that's being Rich Spirit and Silent Hill. Um, I guess my question to you guys is, what did you guys think about this with the sound, but more so just as songs in general? Did you guys like these two songs at all? Silent Hill is a fucking banger.
2: I hate um, that
4: song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, Da <Dot> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dot and Kodak Bow spit, and the fucking chorus is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I fucking like the chorus. Um, it can uh, total wise, yeah, I like. I fucking love the song. I was gonna get into him one more, but overall, I think it's a fucking amazing song. And then mm-hmm. what was the other one you said? Rich Spirit rich
0: spirit rich spirit has like a, it's like the bouncy like west coast yeah um, yeah no kinda. i love rich spirit oh and i'm sorry another one die hard i'm sorry to cut you off oh, but die, die hard, that, die hard that's was a
2: song that a lot of people hated that's what i saw mm-hmm. on reddit a lot of mm-hmm.
0: people hated that song i'm so sorry to cut you no, off you're
4: fine um but i'm sorry rich spirit go ahead no just Rich Fair, Rich Spirit man that shit that shit's like funky bro like I don't know like I'm not again I'm not like too familiar with these like sounds but mm-hmm. Rich Spirit was a good like a good ass time yeah, yeah. Like, this whole album it. is so gritty and like he, I mean yeah, on the like he doesn't hold any pu- pull any punches on this song either but like I don't know the vibe the energy you know it's very it's very fun for yeah. me
2: on Rich Spirit him. it definitely was and yeah. then even when you the song that you brought up right now Die Hard fucking smooth it was a smooth song very smooth, yeah. yeah. Very very, very smooth.
1: So, Isaac, I mean, do you just dislike all of Silent Hill, or do you just dislike the chorus like I do? Uh,
4: <laughs> I mean, it's fucked, because I don't like the chorus, and I don't like Kendrick's part. I mean, uh, my bad, my bad. Uh, Kodak's part. Kodak's part. So then there's, like, you know, the one verse from Kendrick, and then that's it? Like, I, c- I could skip this song 10 times out of 10, and I wouldn't miss mm. anything. Like, yeah, I mean, Kendrick is cool on it, but, like, yeah, I... That that his part in it isn't enough to keep me around, okay. Because everything else around it is fucking. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan. I, the beat is insane. The beat is sick. The beat is. It sounds like a video game. Yeah, video it's fucking, game soundtrack. I swear to God, it had
0: to have been sam- They had to have sampled a video game song. I swear. Some fucking Wind Waker shit, bro. Yeah, man. Know. Some Hyrule Temple shit.
1: <laughs> <Yo. Ooh. laughs> no the only thing that bothered me about that song was the chorus. How did it go? How did it go? Go ahead, Ruben.
0: May like huh. <laughs> that's a terrible impression that, sound, that that's sounds that exactly so sounds like
4: <laughs> oh it's terrible just like the song oh, okay
0: yeah in that case maybe maybe yeah. it's
4: it's exactly how it should be <laughs> that's how, that's exactly how that's it.
1: funny because i think
0: it's kind of catchy it, it's it's goofy it's funny but i think it just kind of works see
1: that's how rich spirit was for me that was like catchy and just goofy uh-huh. especially like when he changes up his persona and he starts uh the frat brother Oh and yeah! He just completely just goes off. It's like, what's <laughs> going? I literally have this song gonna ride right over my head. <laughs> to what it? is this song about? The part where he changes up his persona, starts saying, "Brother, killed me." <laughs> Rich I, brother, I took it as brother. Is. That brother, bitch, I'm what attractive.
0: Fuck? Can't fuck with you no more. I'm fasting man. Yeah, I love that. Attractive,
4: like the way he says it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I just put uh, realizing. And confronting your own flaws while also standing by certain thoughts and ideas because you truly believe in them uh, and they won't be wavered by the opinions of others. Like, yes, I'm fucking, you know, it's essentially taking charge of your own thoughts, getting rid of your shit opinions, growing from them, but then also standing up for yourself for the ones that you truly believe in, regardless of whether, you know, they're socially acceptable or not or, you know. In line with what everyone else is thinking.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Final, Final thoughts. thoughts. Does anybody have anything else that they want to uh, bring up before we get into our wrap-up?
2: I don't. I'm, I'm,
0: good. I'm good. Is everybody good? Yes, yeah. sir. No lines. Nope. No beats. No bars.
2: He references a lot of, uh, I think, uh, Jay-Z a lot. I think on two songs he referenced Jay-Z. I know in United We Grieve he re- referenced oh, yeah. jay Yeah, wait. He
0: he referenced when Jay Z and Oprah were having like the discussion about the N word and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was cool. I I I dug that. Um, I I don't have too much to say about it, but I think uh, Mirror is like the absolute best closing song. You know, it. We go through this whole album of trauma, anxiety, generational (laughs) curses. (laughs) You're fucking beat up by the end of this. By the end of this album, you know, especially at after the end of Mother, I sober especially and uh you know mirror is just like the perfect roll credits song you know it's like an anime it's like it's like (laughs) it's like an anime ending song you know like i can picture him just like in the field you know looking off he's conquered it like like his wife said you did it you broke a curse now he's, I, yeah. I'm choosing me. Like it, it ends on such a positive. note I love, I love Mir I'm so glad he went in that direction. Yeah. As and a it touches
2: upon the first track too. You know, and we grief. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It touches on basically everything. You know, it's, it's dope. I, I couldn't.
4: Yeah. Ask for a better, better ending. Yeah, exactly. Good shit. All
0: right, then let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. Let's give our uh, final thoughts,
4: final review and top three tracks. Go ahead and start with top Isaac. So, with this being my first Kendrick album, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, all I knew is that I was going to get something that was high quality, and I got that. I was very happy to see a very interesting story being told. Two halves, you know, I mean, it is a double album, and it, it's two halves of a entire fucking saga of a human's life like it was fucking beautiful first half of all the grief and all the toxic shit and the second half growing from that toxic shit learning from it and growing being a better person because of it love that love those ideas love that concept love the idea of almost like a phoenix rising from their ashes you know coming from nothing coming from the dirt going out in this fucking fireball this fucking haze great thing and then boom fizzling out and growing from that fizzle, you know what I mean? I fucking love that. Uh yeah, fucking pretty good album, Mr. Kendrick. <laughs> I think I think you uh, are a phenomenal rapper. Uh I probably should listen to your older shit, but uh as it stands now, very good. My top 3 tracks have to be in this order. We cry together, worldwide steppers, and of course, father time. 10 out of 10. Love Ooh. that shit. Oh my god. Honorable mention to uh, Auntie Diaries. Uh, I'm not going to bump that shit very often, you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to bump a lot of these songs. I'm going to keep it a buck, but like just in terms of lyrical content, it was fucking amazing. Also, Savior, love that song. Uh, oh, and I also love that he talked about religion so much and how he's a, a religious man in a, in a world that is so anti-religion. I think that's fucking amazing that he doesn't give a fuck. And he's gonna be religious and he and he's gonna stand by that shit. i'm not that religious myself but i respect somebody who is so unapologetically themselves i think that's such a cool ass uh personality trait to have uh with that being said uh i'm gonna give it about an eight i'm gonna give it a solid eight the reason why it's not higher is just, I'm going to keep it a buck, bro. This shit's hard as fuck to re-listen to. <laughs> like, it's a one-hitter-quitter. It's like watching like Schindler's List, bro. You're like, damn, those poor Jewish people. But also, I don't want to deal with that pain all over again, bro. No offense, but, I mean. It's like Great you know, with, yeah, with the Fireflies. Yeah, bro. Great
0: with the Fireflies, yeah. Perfect.
4: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, really good. Uh, Not a lot of replayability, but it's all good when you make a masterpiece you only need to listen to it once to appreciate it Oof! wow
1: i mean that was perfectly said i mean to literally piggyback off you because i mean i have had listened to one kendrick album before this and so i had no idea what to expect and so i mean overall i was very um surprised how much i would like this um love the political topics um i love the topics uh of the homophobia that everything um everything he really he had to talk about and it's very interesting how ruben like how you said like no one knew about this man's life and he just opened the door just like that i mean like we said in the beginning like right off the rip like the first two tracks are just like boom right in your face like this is my life this is how long it's been and this is everything that's going on and for someone like that to come out openly and then talk about their struggles talk about how they have to go into therapy i think that's really cool especially um it's a little more open now um you know therapy is definitely like it's more accepted it's more accepted exactly um whereas you know when we were a lot younger that was very you know what's wrong with you you know throw some dirt on it i'm not crazy i don't need therapy exactly mm-hmm. and so i mean everybody crazy oh he says oof i mean just so to, to let to to let us all in into his life like that i think it's um it's really huge it's so um overall this album did surprise me, so I would give it a solid eight like you, Isaac. Yep. Top three tracks, Father Time, We Cry Together, and the Savior interlude, but because that's not really the Kendrick song, I'm gonna throw in United in Grief. Nice. Some good picks right there. Yeah, Thank you, buddy. Very good,
0: very good. Um
2: where do I start with uh K Dot? Oh what is it, Mr. Ducksworth? <laughs> yeah. <man.
0: laughs> what? Oh <laughs> yeah,
2: you've never listened to his previous albums, yeah. So another used to go
4: one.
0: by Mr. Ducksworth? Yeah. I think that's his actual last name, right? Or is that I, I think so it's something I don't e- either know. Either way it's Kendrick Ducksworth? Kung Kung Fu Kenny? <laughs> Kung Fu Ducksworth?
2: Anyways, I think uh this fucking album is a masterpiece. Um From the sound engineering, the beats, the production, the lyrics, the features, um, the storytelling, the political messages that he puts out, literally this shit encompasses, he's killed it for his last album with TDE, uh, it didn't surprise me, to be honest, I didn't, honestly. I'm not the biggest Kendrick fan, so I knew that this motherfucker was going to come out swinging for the fences, especially on his last album. I knew, so I didn't want to listen to it on the first fucking thing, because I was going to have to work on it. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to pay attention and listen to it, and fucking literally sit there. And even if you do listen to it once, through two, three, four fucking times, you have to listen to this album 12 times, and you're going to fucking find something new. You're going to find it, it's a new message. If you listen to the album multiple times, you're always going to find something new that he, a new perspective on what the fuck he's talking about and stuff like that. So it's pretty fucking awesome album. Kendrick fucking killed it. Gave us a whole new insight. It's a shame that a lot of people, you know, don't like it or put him at such a high of a pedestal that no matter what the fuck he comes out with, it's not good enough, but I think it's fucking good enough. Um, I'm giving this a solid nine. Damn. Yeah. Pretty fucking high. I think the only thing that well-deserved, yeah, well-deserved solid nine. I think the only thing that, um, the only reason why i wouldn't give it a 10 is because it's too long i think there's for sure at least like three tracks that could have been removed um the features with kodak black and maybe came i don't think were utilized as good as i wanted to uh the replay value is there but not as much as i would want it to be um and that's because of the longevity of this of the album i'm not going to sit here and listen to an album and an album that's an hour and a half uh, for a whole week straight, I'm just not like I, it's just te- it's very tedious. Um, what's another thing I'm I knock it down for? I had it like all planned in my head, and then now that the spotlight's on me, I get all nervous. Um, I think that's it, honestly. Three favorite tracks um, would be "Father Time." Would be my number one, bro. My number one, fucking "Father Time." Hands is mm-hmm. fucking down. Is my is a fucking banger. Um, one song that we didn't talk about much was "Call Me Out." Did we talk about it a lot? Coming up we didn't, huh? Oh
0: yeah, we didn't really touch on. Yeah, but that's
2: one of my favorite songs. So it's a fucking banger,
0: and um, fuck, Mr. Morale, the song goes hard as fuck. I'm with Keenan and Isaac on this. Um, I went into this album kind of blind, you know, not really having any set expectations. Um, but despite that, Kendrick somehow broke them. You know, he he went above and beyond. It's by far his most personal album. Um, the most dynamic album. It's really hard to kind of find anything negative about this um i'm actually opposite from you guys i actually think the length is perfect i think despite it being a double album it somehow doesn't feel like one I, th- I think the timing of each song is very nice everything flows really well maybe some two or three songs could have been shifted as far as their placement but other than that i i think you know it it, w- it was done exactly how it needed to be um i'm with marcos this is a nine for me it, it's a solid nine. <laughs> Um, for me, what doesn't make it a 10 is I'm not huge on diehard. Um, I'm, I'm just not really a fan of like boppy West coast kind of sounds. Um, and I, lo- I love the beat for silent Hill. I absolutely love it. But again, I'm kind of with you guys. It's goofy. It's fun, but uh, we could have probably done without it and Kodak black and fuck off. Fuck all that. Um, for real. <laughs> uh, so yeah, solid nine top three tracks uh number three mr morale shout out to pharrell made one of the coldest beats on this album sounds like a haunted house so sick uh number two we Cry together and number one father time it's very hard to narrow it down to just three tracks but i have to give honorable mentions to mother i sober mirror crown (laughs) uh purple hearts and 95 like this whole album is essentially an honorable mention you know it's it, it it was, like I said, very hard to narrow it down to just three tracks. It Absolutely amazing album. Um, Kendrick does it again. He's just further solidifying himself as one of the best hip-hop artists ever. He's going to go down as one of the greats. It's, it's insane, the five-run album he's had. All right, and that does it for Mr. Kung Fu Kenny's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I'm glad everybody liked this album. If you haven't listened to it, you absolutely need to. And if you have... Trust you have give us your thoughts you know we we definitely want to hear everybody's thoughts about this um that does it again thank you for checking back into the underground treehouse thank you for listening till next time we out later bye let